This is the Middle East Report, your connection to truthful reporting on Israel and the Middle East. I'm John Riley. On this edition of the Middle East Report, we're going to take a break from what we normally do on the Middle East Report and celebrate our country as we're thinking about Independence Day coming up on Tuesday and, of course, celebrating this weekend with family and friends, all the food and everything that's going on this weekend with you and your family. I want to read something that I think will really inspire you. Have you ever wondered what happened to the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence? Five signers were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons serving in the Revolutionary Army. Another two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the Revolutionary War. They signed and they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. What kind of men were they? 24 were lawyers and jurists. 11 were merchants. 9 were farmers and large plantation owners. Men of means, well-educated. But they signed the independence knowing full well that the penalty would be death if they were captured. Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ships swept from the seas by the British Navy. He sold his home and properties to pay his debts, and he died in rags. Thomas McKeon was so hounded by the British that he was forced to move his family almost constantly. He served in Congress without pay, and his family was kept in hiding. His possessions were taken from him, and poverty was his reward. Vandals or soldiers looted the properties of Dillery Hall, Clymer, Wallington, Gwinnett, Hayward, Rutledge, Middleton. At the Battle of Yorktown, Thomas Nelson Jr. noted that the British General Cornwallis had taken over the Nelson home for his headquarters. He quietly urged General George Washington to open fire. The home was destroyed, and Nelson died bankrupt. Francis Lewis had his home and properties destroyed. The enemy jailed his wife, and he died within a few months. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields and his gristmill were laid to waste. For more than a year, he lived in forests and caves, returning home to find his wife dead and his children vanished. A few weeks later, he died from exhaustion and a broken heart. Norris and Livingston suffered similar fates. Such were the stories and the sacrifices of the American Revolution. These were not wild-eyed, rabble-rousing ruffians. They were soft-spoken men of means, of education. They had security, but they valued liberty more. Standing tall, straight, and unwavering, they pledged for the support of this declaration with firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And you know what? They gave us a free and independent America. And I want to just, just encourage you to please pray for our country. We all know that in the United States today, we are suffering in so many different ways, morally, spiritually, and we know what has happened to our country in the last several years because of the current political administration. Please pray for our country. 
I want to encourage you this weekend, as you're just enjoying this beautiful time with family and friends, and of course on Tuesday we're going to celebrate July 4th, Independence Day, please take time with you and your family to pray for our nation, pray for revival, pray for our leadership, that they would return to God's Word, that they would return our nation back to God. We need it so desperately. Have a wonderful July 4th weekend and a great celebration on Tuesday. That's the Middle East Report. I'm John Riley.